Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Strong, and class is now in session. Netflix show and it is a very um how do I say it's very much in the vein of that masculinist anti-hero tv series that Korea is trying to go for so basically taking what Korean cinema was which was very like hyper masculine violent and they're turning it into a TV series because Netflix is a platform where anything goes. So this is very much a Netflix exclusive. Like you're not going to see this show on cable series or anything else in, in Korea, right? So this is a Netflix exclusive show and it stars some very big names like Jungwoo. We all know Jungwoo because we saw him in Reply 19. 94, right? He's a very lovable actor. Uh, Park Ki-sun as Kwang Chuk. I'm not that familiar with Park Ki-sun, so I was pleasantly, um, I don't know, surprised to see an actor of his uh, stature be on a show like this. I thought he was a very good actor. And then you have Yoon Jin-seo. I mean, I don't know if you know, but she's very well known for playing the older sister in that movie Old Boy by Park Chan-wook, right? That's probably the movie that she's most known for, right? All the perverts know old boy. All the perverts love old boy. I mean, that's just my opinion. I think it's a perverts movie. Anyway, uh, I thought this show was, how do I say, lackluster? I mean, it attempts at trying to be edgy, uh, trying to be a thriller. It is very much a thriller, um, but it's not touching on anything new right? Like drug cartels, a family that is involved with drugs. I mean, we've already seen this in Breaking Bad. Uh, when there's a husband and wife doing it together, we've seen that in Ozark, right? It's a Netflix show. We we know about the anti-hero time and time again. We've seen it in The Sopranos, Breaking Bad. We've seen it in Mad Men. We've seen it in a lot of American TV shows at this point. And it's like nothing new. We've seen it all. Uh, so when I was watching this show, I was like, well, what's unique about this show what's unique to this show and i was having a really hard time coming up with anything other than the fact that it's like a korean family i mean come on even in the even in the show like breaking bad um the you know walter white's son has a disability right and he has like hospital bills to pay and such and he's a struggling teacher and jungwoo's character is the same thing he's a struggling teacher trying to get tenure at this university and struggling with it and he is like, he has a son who has a heart condition, right? I mean, like what's different about this? Like not very much. I didn't learn anything new from this show is what I'm saying. So uh, not the best show in my opinion, but it's also like these kinds of thrillers that are very hyper violent are just, they're not my cup of tea, right? Like I, I, I like rom-coms. Yeah, that's more my up my alley. I like rom-coms. Um, I like slice of life, realist kind of shows that dig deep. And this show was not digging deep. I was like, what is the point of all of this? You know, there was also a lot of like ins and outs and, you know, like twist after twist after twist. And I was like, this is kind of exhausting. So I don't know, this is more turning into like a review at this point, but I'm just saying like, this was not the best show in my opinion. But based on how the ending was like, it, it kind of ended on like a, like a cliffhanger or it, it suggested the possibility of there being more drama to follow. I was like, perhaps there will be a season two. But yeah, I, I don't know. At this point right now, like there's not a whole lot of K-dramas on Netflix that I'm into at the moment. Like there are some that I'm watching and I'm keeping up with, but I'm like, they're very boring, you know? I don't know, there's something about like this thriller genre that to me I find boring and a bit elementary. I, I think that's just like, because, you know, it's like a puzzle, right? It's like they wrote out this puzzle thing, it's like a maze, you gotta figure shit out, but I, I'm just like, I don't personally find it all that uh, interesting. 
Today I'm going to be talking to the comedian and musician uh, Reggie Cush. Very, very, very funny comedian, uh, very talented rapper, and I love his videos. His content on his Instagram are super funny, and I believe he's going to launch a YouTube channel or something to make it like more elaborate, but in any case, I'm a big fan of Reggie. He's a really fun person, and um, yeah, I can't wait for you to get to know him just as much as I do, I guess. Uh, so let's talk to Reggie Kush. Probably could throw some headphones in. I don't know. It's okay. We're good All now. Right. We're good now. Good to see you. What's up? You know, I did did some yoga earlier in the morning. You back? You back in uh, on the West Coast, ain't you? Yeah, it's still I'm morning glad- here. I'm glad you remember my time zone because that that be getting me sometimes. Somebody yeah. be like, uh, have me like be on at this time, and I'd be like, oh shit, they West Coast time, so I got to get on there a couple mm-hmm. hours earlier and stuff like that. So I'm glad you was on East Coast time. Yep, yep, yep. Of course. No, I've done. I've made that mistake many times before. You know, okay. like because it's like I have to calculate. You know, because like East Coast is three hours earlier, but yeah. then sometimes I would think that east coast is three hours slower right. <laughs> it would fuck up damn. my schedule at times i'm thinking it's two hours damn <laughs> it's three it's yeah. three dude you're just having a day off today um shoot i mean i'm always doing something yeah <laughs> i'm always doing something um but you know comedy is like what i pri- primarily do and then yes. i make music Yes. And I battle rap and yes. that's about it. But uh during the day I'd be just writing and creating, coming up with new ideas. Yeah. Like, a, like an evil genius, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just thinking of something else that could, you know what I'm saying? No, I mean I, I'm a big fan of your uh cooking videos, you know. Yeah. And you. um like when you're when you're making them, first of all, there's like three things going on, right? Yeah you're doing the cooking itself and you're a pretty decent cook i was like oh shit like he knows flavor like he knows how to he knows how to whip something up were you were you cooking for a long time like where'd you learn how to cook uh actually i didn't start cooking until i came to new york Um, oh because my mom at the crib she always get in the kitchen do this that and the third so yeah i didn't really know how to cook and stuff like that and then i have um one of my friends uh Natalia, she she's a comedian. I asked, yeah. I was asking her because she's from down south too. She from she from Texas, so I'm like, oh. I know she know how to cook. So I was asking her for like ideas, and then she just gave me like a few little simple things to start off with, and then after yeah. that, I just went straight to uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got to learning like different combinations, learning tastes and flavors and stuff like that. Then I got to experimenting and uh-huh. just doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. that's the thing about cooking is like all you have to know it are some basics and once yeah. you get the basics down it's just about like you're creating the combination you're creating your own flavor based on what your palate is like and there are yeah. really no rules technically yeah. cooking that shit that, it really is just science really it's just science mm-hmm. experiments you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that you could consume <laughs> yeah 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 so I, I know that you uh, record the video first, like as you're making it yeah. and then, and then what comes after? Do you like write, do you write your long monologue before you start cooking or after like, you make the video? Because you have this long ass <laughs> monologue. It sounds, <clears throat> it's a monologue and it's comedic, but it sounds, honestly, it sounds like lyrics. It sounds like song lyrics, you know? <laughs> okay, yeah. You- you uh you you you're kind of right you actually kind of right um i wouldn't consider them as like monologues though but yeah um i would probably put them closely related to lyrics than anything because it's it's actually it's to a beat and it's a certain pattern and a certain amount of syllables in which i use that's like the science behind it and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but um it, it's like um like it's not like I record like a huge monologue all straight out throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I just do it in like bits and pieces. Some of it I like freestyle, be like da 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 da, and then some stuff be so good and it be so long and so hard to remember. I have to like write it down 
and I then see. like said like behind the video and stuff like that I but see. um that's basically how i like piece it together so you're kind of coming up with the the words as you're like re-watching the video or is it just like you just kind of free associate um, like beforehand uh, like, honestly, I, I watched the video uh all the way through and mm -hmm. then i just um basically just make up shit <laughs> like, yeah. I, just make, I just make up a bunch of shit like do you hear the words i be using i just take two things that don't even make sense <laughs> put them just together add head ass at the end back ass, get <laughs> yeah 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 video, tv refrigerator back ass, just some shit <laughs> like that and then like people just like go crazy yeah. so it's like um it's like real it's like really easy like the hardest part in which is not even hard but right. the, i would say the tedious part just cropping the video to like you know what i'm saying a minute minute 30 for the reels and stuff like that. yes and yes. then just going back over it yeah 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 when you cut stuff out it's always painful right it's like oh shit like this is this is pretty great yeah. but like the time yeah. thing but it is it is an excellent way of practicing because you know like i yeah. mean i don't know like what your prospects are i know that comedy is a priority for you and i know that you're also musically inclined so like i mean do you want to like be a tv writer at some point like um, or... actually man i want to i do i want to do it all actually like yeah um because i got like so many ideas just jotted down like in my phone um yeah but i haven't like really like pieced it together and stuff like that yet but i know it's like good content you know what I'm yeah saying? yeah yeah um it's just time it's just i have to just take time for doing all these other things that i be doing to like actually focus on that because it's like that's a that's an art in itself you know so hmm. i would have to like um i got like a timeline in which i like uh like to get things accomplished so like right now i'm hmm. focusing on a battle rap event i got coming up you know mm -hmm. so i'm focusing on that and then I'm going to write me a song. I just wrote me a song before I write me a song. Mm -hmm. I'm going to write me some jokes. Mm -hmm. And then after I, uh, after I write some jokes and some songs, I, I, then that's when I'm going to start, you know what I'm saying, doing that. Because I'm working on like a couple uh, projects right now and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. once I'm done like writing for those projects, that's when I'm going to tap into like the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you, you're staying busy, Reggie, you know? Sounds like you're staying busy. I'm not too um, bad you don't miss my cookout, though. I'm doing the cookout Sunday, too. I know. I know. It sounds awesome. Everybody. Fuck Fucking it. A. Out in Brooklyn? Are you in Brooklyn? Yeah. Well, I'm in the Bronx, but I'm going out to Brooklyn to cook. Interesting. I'm going to be right there Interesting. by the water. How is the Bronx? Where in the Bronx are you? Uh, if I didn't video chat you on my laptop, I would would have took you out on the balcony. because it's actually. Well, actually, I probably could, actually. I'll just grab this motherfucker and try not to drop it. Okay. <laughs> you see that shit all right now. Yeah, somebody actually jumped off the roof. I found a body. <gasps> well, not even out the roof, off the 20th floor. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Jumped off like, or pushed off? Hey. <laughs> Wait. Hey, they found his wife dead four days later. That's all <gasps> Oh no. So alright, y'all. Wow. Look at the Bronx. Look at all that fucking traffic over there. Good God. Is it's this, cool that you have it, a balcony. Do it sound windy? A little. Yeah, go back inside. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I know you were all that wind. <laughs> Uh, it's it's um it's amazing that you have a, a balcony. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, that's it's that's sort of the upside about the Bronx. Like other than the fact that it's in the Bronx, you know, you have a lot of space. Yeah, it depends on what area you in too. Cause a lot of them areas they be loud. It be yeah. a lot of other shit going on. Yeah, yeah. Your area sounds nice. Yeah, this um, is actually a pretty nice area. Probably the mm -hmm. nicest in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to live not too far from the Bronx, but in Manhattan, you know where Inwood is? Uh, yeah, that's like right up there. I know what it's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, Cloisters, Dykeman Street. Uh, It's like, I don't know if the Target is still there, but you know, the Target and it that is, bridge. The Target's still over there. 
Yes, yes. So no, like I all I all I had to do was like I would walk across the bridge and then Target would be right there and I would get my Target shopping done. Yeah. So yeah. A little familiar with the Bronx. That's cool though. I almost moved to the Bronx when I was still living in New York and I was like, you know what? I think I just gotta leave New York. <laughs> um, how long have you been in the city? Uh five years. Five years, okay. Yeah, you, wow. If you, if you, you want to subtract the pandemic years, you could. You could. I, I would average it out to probably like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I think that counts. You lived in the city during the pandemic, like you're a I fucking actually, soldier. I actually left. I was like, oh, back a lot, but I was majority in St. Louis, so that's why I was All like, right. maybe like three and a half, maybe. Oh, okay. St. Louis is great. That's where you and I met. We met at the Flyover Comedy Festival. Yeah, they, they, you know they should uh, at the end of the month. I mean, at the end of November or beginning of November. Right, they do it in the fall. Uh huh. I didn't even know they was having it. Oh, they are doing it. Yeah, I was. That's I just good. seen that shit. I was like, damn. They like. <laughs> I was like, damn. I wanted to do it. I forgot all about it. Yeah, some ninja shit. I mean, you could probably still go. I mean, you know the guys there, right? You could yeah, probably just be like, I give know. me some spots. Right. It's the same weekend as the New York Comedy Festival, though. So now it's like, mm. <laughs> New York Comedy Festival is a very interesting festival. I know it has prestige, but it's like, I, I feel like you have to be represented to like submit. I feel like they don't accept just like free submissions from just. Well, well, they had open submissions. They literally just had open submissions. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw yeah. that, but and I did submit, but I was just kind of like, I feel like you know, without representation, like it would be yeah. hard, you know, because yeah. uh, they do ask like in every single column, like who are you represented by. Uh, <laughs> I was you like, could make up somebody and they just go for it. I guess you could, but you know, like everybody knows everybody, and like, it's like such a small a scene. Just give them a Jewish name or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> give them a Jewish name. Yeah, yeah. Representation. So tell me about this uh, rap battle. How long have you been rapping? Oh, I've been um, rapping since I was five years old. Mm. Yeah, five years so, old. I started writing. Yeah. How I started off, I used to listen to um, Snoop Dogg a lot. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. I basically used to just hear his lyrics and then I'd just plug and play, like replace like certain words in his lyrics and just yeah. make it like, you know what I'm saying, something original. Well, not yeah. original, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And then that's kind of how I learned like how to write and stuff like that. Then I started writing my own songs when I was in middle school. And mm -hmm. then in high school, I started actually recording my own songs. Yeah. Um, battle rapping, a lot of people don't realize that like rapping as far as making music and battle rapping, they are two completely different things. Huh. Um, battle rap is more closely related to comedy, if anything, mm -hmm. um, or like slam poetry even. Um, right. But like making music, it, it's, it's more the sound, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you got to factor in the certain sound and cadences of certain things and then like mm -hmm you going over an instrumental is different type of tempo. There's a lot of dynamics to it. So uh -huh. I always battle rap. Um, and I was always like the funny guy in school. So I know how to like make jokes about people and rhyme with it as well. Um, right. Officially, I didn't start battle rapping until, um, I want to say 2019, maybe. I know hmm. it was like probably like eight months after I actually started comedy. That's when I started um, battle rapping. Mm -hmm. And um, when I say officially, I mean, like, it's recorded on camera, it's documented, whatever. Right, so right. That's when I first started. So I've been rapping mm -hmm. for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that you, um, like, sort of broke down the, the differences and the nuances of it because... Um, yeah. yeah, you're right. Like if it's if it's music, then it needs to be like pleasurable to the ear. It needs to be yeah. pleasant to like the sound and people need to get down with it and vibe out. Yeah. Whereas like battle rapping, it's it's got a, it's like roasting. It's like roast yeah, battle. It's like, like it's basically, yeah, yeah. Basically it's like extreme roasting. Like yeah, you roasting. You, right. Uh, it's clever. It's wordplay. It's bars. It's uh-huh it's, it's, it's all type yeah. of stuff to focus i mean uh, mm -hmm. so, yeah but you're right there are so many similarities and crossovers between uh battle rapping and comedy 
in that like i don't know like i watched eight mile when i was like a kid but mm -hmm. later much later you know i was re-watching eight mile just be like you know what's going on with eminem like what's he up to i just re-watched it and i was like the way that they kind of come together randomly just like in random spaces and just have a thing it's exactly like stand-up we just get to get it doesn't matter where it is it could be a park it could be a parking lot it could be an actual theater in a venue it could be a restaurant whatever we just come together we have a thing and then we disperse you know and it seems right. like it, it, they're both very very similar in that way yeah and people don't a lot of people don't realize that um battle rap is it's it's just it's just similar like just as similar as comedy but like they they got their own realm they own world comedy got their own world and uh -huh. all the other different art forms so just like right. people go out and do comedy shows is battle rap events you know what i'm saying and yeah you could it's different battle rap leagues and you yeah. can look at battle rap leagues as like battle rap comedy clubs you know what i'm uh -huh. saying and certain battle rap leagues represent certain artists you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, that that they came from their league that you know what I'm saying worked they well way up the ladder and right. then you eventually get the battle on like the main stage which is like URL King of the Dot some of the the biggest mm. battle rap platforms in the world URL being I see the biggest. So I it's see like the NFL a battle rap type shit yeah yeah so there's like a whole like fan base who follow battle rappers Man, and what mm -hmm. yes. And if mm -hmm. you think comedy the last form of freedom of speech, you <laughs> wait till you come to a battle rap event. You say <laughs> anything. You could you could really say yeah. anything. Now yeah. it's at your own discretion. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But yes. you could say anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, like yeah. Bar people respect good ass bars well. And if it's put together, you cater everything. So it's like right right battle rap is like the last form like comedy we 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 got freedom of speech too but battle rap you get to be disrespectful with it <laughs> and and people will celebrate you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. if it's delivered well but i yeah. feel like <clears throat> you know it's it's interesting uh the crowd is a huge part in both stand-up and battle rapping like oh, yeah. in stand-up you get the like you know you get the response and reaction from the audience which is laughter that's what you want we want laughter but with battle rapping you want people to say "ooh" and oh and yeah. scream right that's what I'm, mm -hmm. yeah and, and even laughter too and laughter and so they want to hear, hear all, all those elements a uh, reaction that's what we're looking yes. for a reaction and we feed off that energy and we, we yeah, put yeah. that out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah. people don't realize like bombing at a battle rap event is worse than bombing at a comedy event. Really? Why? Oh, wow. So for one, <laughs> ain't nobody about to feel sorry for you at no battle rap event. They not going to give you no sympathy claps. They're mm. like, oh, he tried. Oh, that's, right. that's the, the joke. So I'm going to laugh. No. Uh -huh. For one, if you're bombing at a battle rap event, first off, people people will even be like, man, get the fuck off stage. <laughs> oh, bro, that shit trash. That shit whack. People will yell this. They will boo you and they will yell anything at you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like and you gotta stay up there. You don't you don't just because oh. they booing you don't mean leave. You're gonna stay up there and you're gonna you're gonna you gotta power through the rest of your material. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. They don't get me wrong, if you start rapping, they they gonna listen, but every setup and bar, if every one of your setups and bar is just whack, they gonna boo you every time, every time, <laughs> every time, every time. And then the host be like, hold it down, hold it down, y'all let them. Let him get his shit off. Hold it down. Hold it down. <laughs> and then you up here trying to remember your lines. You like, oh, my oh, shit. God. Some oh, people Jesus. choke. And, but when you choke and forget a bar, forget you know it. what I'm saying? People be like, oh, he choke. Oh. You even stumble. If you say, that's all, folks. They're going to be like, come on, man. What's up? <laughs> so even that. But um, yeah. Yeah. the thing is that yeah. not only are you bombing, yeah. But your opponent still has to rap. <laughs> so if your opponent is killing you 
on top of you bombing, that makes you look twice as bad. Oh God. And that's what happens. People have this happen to them a lot. It happens. Yeah. People get killed in battle rap. Like yeah. They get destroyed. You know what I'm saying? But like God. I want people thinking like battle rap is this everybody aggressive, everybody mean. It's no, it's an art form. Like yeah. these battle rappers are actually like they be friends behind the scenes, despite uh-huh. what they say to each other. Of course. Front. Yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong. Everybody don't like each other. Just like every <laughs> comedian don't like each other. But it's like anything, you know. What I'm right, saying? right. Like, I hear that. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. I mean, you're right. Like <sighs> bombing at a bombing when you're doing stand up is a horrible, horrible feeling. But I feel like if I had an audience booing me and yelling at me, cussing at me, telling me to get the fuck off stage and then have my opponent crush me. I think I would like, you, cause I, I already know what it feels like to bomb on stage to not get laughter alone, you know, dead silence alone, but then to be, to have the aggro, the, the anger of the crowd, the ire of the crowd shitting on me to, to confirm my feelings that I suck. You know, <laughs> but look, they got this thing in battle rap called defense. Now, hmm. basically, what your defense is, no matter how bad shit going, look unbothered. <laughs> just even wow. if you get killed, like for example, somebody killing me, I'm just uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's called that's called defense. You actually get points for having good defense. And just look, even if you're getting demolished, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people give credit. I now see. you can give credit I too, see. like, but don't look in defeat. If anything, be like, that was a good one. That was a good one. Right. You nod your head. But oh. if you're not feeling it, just now nah, never be like, no, that ain't true. That ain't true. That ain't happy. <laughs> Never be like, never, never do that because now you look at like now everybody think it's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look like a clown. That's that's so interesting because you have to. You're still performing. You're performing your defense. Like you're performing the fact that you're not dead inside. You know, you're performing the fact that you're not agonizing. This, it's like performing in a way it's almost performing masculinity right it's like you know <laughs> like women, women women do women is just in about just as much in battle rap women as women rap. also performing masculinity though because think about it yeah. it's like it's a battle right meaning you guys are technically soldiers right yeah. soldiers are all about fronting not showing their emotions or feelings not showing vulnerability you know also yeah. not showing their ego like yeah. it's it's it, in a way it's all ego but it's like there are there are layers of it oh, not showing yeah. the bitch ass ego right oh, it's like yeah it's people that like i didn't say it was a girl that started crying in the middle of battle, her feelings was hurt. You know what I'm saying? The girl was killing her. She had pictures of her baby and all type of stuff. So I'm like, whoa. So I just seen the girl punch off on the dude, and she wasn't even in the battle. He just oh said God. something about her rapping to another opponent, and she came out of nowhere. <gasps> Hit him hard. I was like, damn. You know what I'm saying? And it's been actual fights. Like people didn't broke out and seen a whole I remember I was at a battle rap event and it was it was double impact. It was a two on two battle. It was two battlers teaming up against another two battlers. I was on stage at this event. And I don't know, like I think one guy pushed him or he was doing too much and he said something about the goddamn mother. Next thing you know, it went from a battle rap event to the Royal Rumble. And it yeah. was the best thing ever. I ain't never <laughs> been to the Royal Rumble before, but I did that night. I'm talking about I was I was inside the Royal Rumble. I was on stage while they were brawling, and I was like, "This is the best thing ever." You know what I'm saying? All you yeah. see people getting thrown off the stage, yeah, tear yeah, yeah. gas, smoke, and stuff everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god, why didn't it just just book them to fight rather right. than battle? If they if yeah. I knew it was gonna be that good, but yeah, the, yeah, it, it's not. They don't fight." It's not crazy right. like that. It's, right, it's right, like right. a rare occasion where somebody yes. gets like, 
But yes. you know what I'm saying? It is a lot of animosity and it's a lot of internal beef going on. But Right, right. Know. And it is about like almost in a way it's like cheap shots right it's like really hit them where it hurts you know like yeah. really fucking dig deep yeah. you know insult their dead family <laughs> insult yeah. their children yeah. go hard yeah. and there's something very hum- like human about that you know because it's like i know this hurts you like being able to recognize that is like in a way as fucked up as it is, like you're using it to target somebody to hurt somebody, but it's like, I know this hurts you. It's almost recognizing their pain in a way. It's like, I know this is the part that makes you human. You could be on stage, like pretending to be whatever about anything, but I'm gonna fucking claw in deep and hit you where it hurts. And in a way that's also, it's got similarities to comedy and like our job as as comics is to make people laugh uncontrollably that is our goal like my favorite kind of laugh is somebody like like dying laughing you know like gasping for air like slapping their knees like Mm -hmm. losing their mind for a moment losing control for a moment right and there's something very human about that in in both in in battle rapping and in stand-up it's fascinating it's because it's like you're you you letting out like really bad things i feel like it's almost therapeutic in a way like i'm saying everything i want to hurt your soul and your feelings and don't get me wrong like not not all battle raps get super personal because you could get soups because some some battle rappers they actually be friends and they battle right right they friends and they battle they will keep it like you know what i'm saying not completely surface level but just like a level like a Uh, like like it's like i'm gonna dig deep but i'm not gonna expose any like super personal things that i only know about you and stuff like that because there's a lot of general like bars you can use like general bars like stuff it's just basically just doing a bunch of saying a bunch of shit that could kill your opponent you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. i could kill you this way i could kill you that way you know what i'm saying or you can do name flips where you take somebody's name and you yeah. just rearrange it to make it a ball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mm. can say, uh, I'm just taking pace. But if mm. I take a trace, you won't be so amazing, Grace. Something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> amazing, Grace. Amazing. See, it's like a, a uh-huh, flip uh-huh. on your name. So people uh-huh. do a lot of those. But like, and then they'll probably get like a little personal, but like, mm-hmm. nothing too crazy. Yeah. Because if you want to maintain a relationship and be a part of the network and the community, then well, they're gonna you know, be a part of it regardless. They're probably gonna mm-hmm. be your friend no more, but they're gonna yeah. be a part of like the community regardless. And like, um, it's battle rappers that don't like each other, and when they yeah. battle, they say everything. <laughs> Them be like the most anticipated battle when it's some beef, when it's a storyline. Like, have you I ever see. watched wrestling? And it was yeah. like a storyline behind uh-huh, it. And uh-huh. you was like, oh, I can't wait till they fight right. in WrestleMania. Right, right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. Same with battle rap. Yeah, I could see that. Like, people following the beef and da da Oh, yeah, mm. yes. It's like a yeah. soap opera. It is. It is. That's why, like, all of it is a performance, right? Like, if it if it's performance to that level, it's almost like, I mean, do they really hate each other like that? Because it's like now, it's like they're legends. It's like this is a myth and a legend now, almost. And it's almost like for the people to an extent, like, whenever, like, a famous rapper has beef with another famous rapper and they're like, we're going to battle, I'm like, okay, but this is, like, obviously a show, you know? Like, people love stories. People love mythology, right? Yeah. <laughs> people do love uh, mythology though yeah yeah i i, I have a question like uh because with stand-up this definitely happens when people get a little too dark you know people be like oh you know like they get weird about it like has there ever been an instance in battle rapping when somebody insults somebody like like they pushed the envelope so fucking far that it's like whoa like you shouldn't have gone there you know like has that ever happened or have you witnessed something like that Or there's really no I end. I mean, look, people love disrespect, but um, you still got to, it, it, just like we read our audience as comedians, you got to read your crowd too. Like, yeah. If you a white rapper and you going against a black dude, it might not oh. be a good idea to say nigga in a room full of <laughs> black people. 
and you laughing and somebody said that before and somebody got oh. the shit punched out of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. you could push the envelope, but it gotta be within. Like I don't I know it's like a contradiction, yeah. but it's yeah. like it's like you can say what you want. Yeah. But it's to your own discretion. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you could push the envelope, but if you push it, you better hope it works. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because like, if it's disrespectful, yet not even disrespectful, it it can make sense. You could give them like your um your uh what I want to say. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, idea. You could uh-huh. kind of like paint your idea with words for the audience to see. To yeah. where it's like you pushing an envelope, but it's like more in a positive direction, mm-hmm. or you could push it in like a negative direction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. As long as it's executed well and it's uh-huh. like, you know what I'm saying, within like um I guess the shit you could say. Yeah. Then I I would definitely say, yeah, like people push the envelope all the time. I think I think that's a really good way to frame how freedom of speech works, you know, yeah. because like um yeah, you're right. Like I think in both in both comedy and in battle rapping in these art forms whatever you say it needs to meet the goal that it's artful and it's serving the purpose of that art realm if it's just a pure insult then it's not part of battle rap or stand-up it's just yeah. a fucking insult and that's where right. it ends uh you right. just offended the shit out of somebody and that's it right. you know you're just an asshole you're not a rapper or a comic you're just an asshole right? right um but yeah like i think that's a good way to define how freedom of speech works in that you can say whatever you want this is america you can say whatever you want but there are consequences to the things that you say yeah. and that responsibility ultimately falls on yourself, right? Right. I think that's yep. a good way to put it. Hmm. Yep. I like how we just got on here and just started talking. We just got like we started talking on the phone or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Reggie Kush or nothing. We just got straight into it. <laughs> yeah. I just go straight into it. Right. I don't do any of the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is fun. Um, yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, I do this on all of my podcast episodes. I take a show and like usually a K drama and then I just uh do you watch any Korean dramas by the way? Are there any like Korean shows you watched or watched? A Korean drama? Yeah. Like Squid Game. Oh, that's called a Korean drama. <laughs> yeah. Any really? any Korean TV shows called a Korean drama or K drama. Yeah. What I ain't know that. Well, now that you mentioned Squid Games, and since that's the outfit I uh, met you in, you had on when I met you. Yes. Yeah, yes. I definitely watched Squid Games. Yeah. That's definitely a K-drama. One of the better ones. Yeah. Oh, okay then. Okay. Well, the what show I'm going to... This show I'm going to talk about, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you questions uh, based on scenarios taken from a K-drama. And I'm going to ask you, what would you do in this scene if you were this character in this situation? And you just riff off of that, improvise. You know, this is the fun part. So, you okay. know, have fun but with you it. You got like a list of K-dramas, though, that you got? Yeah, I have it on my website, kdramaschool.com. So K-drama, somebody would name, you would like have questions for them or what? Well, what I do for each episode <laughs> of my podcast is I watch a whole show from beginning to end. And then I dedic- I do an analysis of that show, like what my thoughts are about the show and analyze it in the beginning of the podcast. And then at the end of the podcast with my guest and I, I just ask my guest questions based on that show. Like, what would you do if you were this person? Da, da, da. And it's like, it's like a game. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So the show that I'm basing these questions on right now, it's called A Model Family. It's on Netflix. And it is a very... Uh, interesting show it's it's got like drug cartels it's got money laundering it's got all this other fucking shit but anyway so are you ready for these questions yeah okay let's say let's say you're an adjunct professor 
All right. So you're just like a lecturer, you know, part-time lecturer. You're not like a full-time professor. It's like a bullshit job. It's an awful job. All right. You're an adjunct professor. You have a teenage daughter and a son in middle school, but your son has severe heart problems, like heart failure condition, all this shit. So he's always at the hospital. You want to be a full-time professor, but that just hasn't been working out for you. Okay. No matter what you do, they just won't hire you. It sucks. All right. On top of that, you've been struggling with money for years. Now your wife keeps asking for a divorce. What do you do? And we stay in the same house. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's my wife. Of course we stay in the same house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're still married. Yeah. And she wants a divorce. Yeah. Because you're a broke-ass adjunct professor and can't provide for the family, and you have a sick son. Um. So who get custody of the kids? <laughs> we divorce. I mean, she's asking for a divorce. You guys haven't officially divorced oh. yet. Yeah. Oh, so I can actually, like, basically divorce her, and then she can get custody of the kids. She could. And then I have more time to get more money, I guess, to be this professor i want to be mm. so yeah you know i'm gonna I'm get the divorce she oh gonna, she gonna get the kids so oh she, she, could, so she want the divorce and she don't want to say it uh-huh she like she could do it on her own oh she get the kids and then i just do what i can oh so so this is actually like a free like a freebie for you you're like oh well yeah that fucking works out take the right. kids and get the hell out <laughs> right and then I could be able to get this job, and then I could be able to afford these expensive ass hospital bills for my son. Uh-huh. Oh. I don't see what the teenage daughter really there for. What she do? Just so she causing just, trouble. Just causing trouble. Just yeah. Yeah. Well, I could keep her, and then she keep the because uh, <laughs> she I I won't have her that long since she in high school. She'll be graduating, oh my God. and then I won't have her that long. Wow. It's all logic for you, huh? It's like yeah. that. It's like, okay, my teenage daughter, like three years, I could handle that. But the sick son, give it to the wife and get, tell her to get the hell out. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. All right. Um, okay. Let's say you're the same professor. All right. You're stopped on an abandoned road in your car and you're kind of like despairing over the fact that your wife wants to leave you. All right. You're like really sad about it. Okay. Suddenly, another car rear ends you okay you get out and you go to that car and you see that there are two dead guys in that car they're all bloody all right they're dead and next to them is a huge backpack full of cash it's easily a few million dollars what do you do come on now is this a trick question no this is it this is from the show what would you do all right uh I'm I'm gonna take the money for one. Okay. I'm gonna stash it probably like in a trunk or some shit like that. Uh-huh. And then I'm a um I'm gonna call uh Ooh. <laughs> I'm I'm probably not even gonna put it in the trunk. I'm probably gonna stash the money. Okay. Somewhere. Okay. And then I'm gonna call like the Amelands or something like that. Hmm. And then mm-hmm. after we done doing all that, I'm gonna come back for the money, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna be rich. Okay, all Is right. That what happened in the show? I don't know. <laughs> you have to see the show. Well, let's say, I mean, I mean, come on, like, this is clearly not clean money, right? I mean, there are two dead guys in a car, and it's cash. And they died from the crash, right? No. No, the, the the rear ending wasn't that bad. It was just like a slight bump. And that's why you came out to check and see, like, and oh, like, do we have to exchange? You're in the middle of nowhere, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's sketchy. All right, all right. Let's let's continue. Yeah, it's very it's very weird. It's I very wanna... sketchy. Okay. No, let's let's continue. Let's say you're the same professor again, all right? You take those two dead bodies, you bury them in your backyard, all right? And you do, you do, you do stash, stash all that cash. You put it in your garage. Okay. Now at night, your daughter comes to your room and she's complaining. She's like, there's a phone that keeps ringing in the backyard and it's keeping me up. And you realize it's the phone that belongs to one of the dead bodies that are buried in your backyard. What do you do? 
Mm. Yeah, I'm waiting for that motherfucker to go dead. Goddamn me, shit. I throw a pillow, throw a pillow over that shit, and be like, "Here, go to sleep. Go, <laughs> go to my sleep in my room, sleep in the basement or some shit." I just throw something over it to, you know, what I'm saying, suppress the sound. I'm not uh-huh. digging the body up. I'm not going back in the dirt. The phone is gone. I probably oh. even pour some water down there to see if I can cause some type of electrical damage to get the phone to hurry up and cut off. But no, mm-hmm. we I'm gonna throw some shit on top of that, and she gonna have to go to sleep. Shit. Oh. I'm not gonna dig the phone up and put it on silent or vibrate. That'd be dumb. Mm. Just leave it in there. Okay. Just keep letting the phone go off in the yard until yeah, it just dies. Throw just throw, I'm gonna throw something over it. Throw a sheet over it or something like that. Throw a sheet over it. Okay. Um, All right. Let's say you're the professor again, okay? Your son, he needs to go to surgery. But you're broke as shit. You don't have any money. You, you have all this cash, but you can't just deposit the cash because of tax laws, okay? They're going to question where you got this money and tax stuff. So you take about one-fourth of that cash to a money laundering place, but the guy there is sketchy as fuck. He asks you all these questions about where you got the cash, and then his thugs, his thug friends show up. They beat the shit out of you. They steal that money from you. What do you do? Well, that didn't go as planned. <laughs> um, shit, I'm gonna go on Facebook and start a GoFundMe. Goddamn me, <laughs> gotta do something. <laughs> I'm gonna start a GoFundMe because what, 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 what you gonna do? It's like, dude, you already yeah. got this other money. Let's not risk losing any more or like mm-hmm. taking any more chances. Start a GoFundMe like everybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Raise the money and boom. Plus, the kid is a child. I yeah. Thought, Ain't it free or it ain't free there or something like that? Um, no, they have to pay. <laughs> they have to pay for the yeah, heart surgery. Yeah, I'm starting to go fund me account. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, okay. It's the only thing I can do. Unless oh. they, I'd be like, I. Yeah, it's the only thing I can do. Got it. Go fund me. It's always a good resolution to uh, tragedies. Okay. Let's say you're the professor again. All right. A bunch of gangsters show up at your house and say that the money you recovered belongs to them. And they dig a hole in the ground and throw you inside of it and start burying you alive. What do you do? Oh, I'd be like, it was the other guys at the laundering spot that took the money. Oh. I put the blame, I'd be like, they took it. And I'd be like, I could take you to the spot and then I'll pull up with them. And Uh now it's my team versus your team. They like, where the money at? What a million dollars? They like a million dollars. We ain't take a million dollars. I'm like they lying, and I'm like <laughs> get them, boys. <laughs> That's so smart. Yeah, why like, didn't this character do that? That's way smarter. Like, okay, get them, boys. <laughs> okay, let's say let's say you're the same professor guy. All right, the gang leader, Kwang Chai, he says that he's gonna save your life. But now you work for him and you have to deliver his meth to clubs and dealers throughout the country. And nobody's going to suspect you because you're this fucking professor type or you're a square, you know, you're not you're not getting paid for this job. You don't get paid a cent, but you have to do this job so that you can make up for the sum of money that you lost to those money laundering thugs. Meanwhile, you're still broke as shit. Okay. You also, on top of this, find out that your wife's been cheating on you with another man. What do you do? Well, <laughs> my wife cheated. Yeah. Gotta save my life, and I'm for I'm, I gotta forever work for him. Is that the thing? Or do yeah, I until until you make up for the the one fourth of all these millions of dollars that you lost. Yeah. Um, well, I look like I'm gonna be out here selling drugs then. I'm really gonna have to, I'm really gonna have to take that job. Um, for one, if I'm already hurt that my wife left, I feel like I ain't got nothing to lose. So why not just become this drug dealer? You know what I'm saying? Plus drug dealers, they get all type of women. So she could do all the cheating she want and she can get the divorce, whatever. But, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to be this big-time drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's true. 
Okay. I'd be like, man, just show me the ropes. Oh, okay. So you change your life completely. Yeah. I feel like if you're, you're already crying in the car, your life is in despair, your son need help, your wife cheating, she hates you. Bro, what are you at this point? Yes, Sales, let's start selling some drugs, bro. Like, yeah. you already at rock bottom right now, bro. Yeah, like, give doing? it up. That's true. Up. Okay, good point. Good point. All right, last question. You're still the professor guy. Okay, the man that your wife's been having an affair with is one of the dead guys buried in your backyard. All right, turns out he's an undercover cop that a very aggressive detective is looking for. So you're officially an accomplice to the death of a police officer. What do you do? Hold up, the officer is, a detective is looking for the officer? The dead guy, yeah. There's, uh, a, there's a detective who's, and she suspects you. This detective does suspect that you're an accomplice. She doesn't have any proof, but she suspects you. Does so? Does the wife find out that the body is in? But she just no. been having an affair with. Yeah, she's just wondering like what happened to the guy that I've been sleeping with. <laughs> well, you know, I think the finger gonna point back at her. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna be like, hey, what happened to him? I mean, you were you was with him. You was cheating with him. He just all of a sudden just die out of nowhere. <laughs> I just leave that hint with the detective. Do what you want with that information. She was cheating. The evidence is going to point right back at her. Oh. I'm like, oh, so they was connected somehow. So uh -huh. now you either, you forced to either say, yo, I yes, I've been with this guy because his DNA is all over your fucking face and all over the bed sheets. <laughs> and then you're going to have to explain to the detective that, yo, I cheated on my husband, but I did not kill this guy. You don't have to admit something. He gonna be like, uh -huh. "Oh, you cheated with him, and he just magically turned up dead." <laughs> did your did your did your husband kill him? And that's why I'm be like, I don't even know that guy. I don't even know. I didn't even know she was cheating on me. Who? <laughs> I'm gonna act like all oh, this is just new news to me. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> you cheated on me," and I'm just gonna be like. Shit, I was like, what's that smell coming from the backyard? Or something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, do y'all hear something ringing right now? <laughs> you're, re you're really good at uh, shifting blame onto others. Uh, that's what I noticed <laughs> the whole time. That was your strategy, shifting blame. Yeah. Very good. Very good. All right, this is fun, Reggie. Thank you for making the time. Appreciate you. Oh, no problem.